0: Hi, welcome to the DC Films Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sark, and I am joined today by two of my other illustrious co-hosts, and they are...
1: Jess. Hey, guys. And... and hey, Hey, guys.
0: Hi, Jess and Shayna. Good to be with you today. And We are missing Roy, who's normally a uh, running point on the podcast. We wish Roy well today, and we can't wait till he joins us again. All right, so we have a lot of news that we want to cover. Two primary topics... And those are uh, the Teen Titans trailer, which was just released, I believe, this week. And Shana, you're going to be filling us in on that. And then, of course, we're going to uh, talk about the latest news, uh, the appointment of Matt Reeve as director for the Batman film starring Ben Affleck. So uh, with no further ado, Shana, what do you want to share with us about the Teen Titans trailer?
2: <laughs> okay, so we've been waiting on the Judas Contract for, like, at least a decade at this point i mean this thing was announced so many years ago that people basically forgot about it but we finally have gotten our first trailer for it and it is pretty good granted we don't have the original voice actors from the original tv show and my train derailed (laughs)
0: Was that the original intention? Was that the original intention that they get the the original voice actors? Because you said it was how long ago? About a decade ago?
2: Yeah, like the original intention was everybody thought they were going to have the original voice actors. Like they were going to come in and do this movie and it was supposed to be like around the time of the ending of the show. Because the movie is supposedly focusing around Tara, and we know at the end of the episodes, the series finale, Tara miraculously comes back and everybody's like, what? What's going on here? Tara just pops up out of nowhere. (laughs) So it seems like it's following along that storyline, and something, of course, going on with Deathstroke. They're actually calling him Deathstroke in this movie instead of Slade, which is pretty awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Just looking at the trailer, we have the hive involved, which that happens a lot. But it looks really good.
0: Okay, so and you like what you think so far. Wait, what? Wait. Jess, have you seen the trailer?
1: I have. I, my eyes are fresh from seeing the trailer. Um, it looks really interesting. Um, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about, um, the Teen Titans besides like the Cartoon Network show that's on TV seemingly all the time, but, um, it does seem really like, it's a lot different than that, obviously, but it really seems like an interesting story and, um, they've got some good voice actors going on, so I'd like to see it when it comes out.
0: OK, and I'm assuming that this is woven into the same uh, continuity as most of the other new releases, because I think I think I heard that Damien, Damien Wayne is in here. Yes. Yes. OK, and, and, and most likely by the same voice actor uh, that we saw in Son of Batman and Batman versus Robin. Maybe.
2: Actually, I have no idea. OK. <laughs> no, I wish
0: up. I would seen it. Yeah, I'm I'm just finding out about the release of the trailer. I've had a crazy week, so um I haven't even had a chance to see it. What I'm gonna do while we continue to discuss it, I have my TV muted and I'm actually going to play it. I won't be able to hear it, but I'm gonna see um, you know, at least just be able to see it. So um now, Shana, you're the you're a comic book guru mm-hmm. in our midst here. So let's let's tap into to your vast wealth of knowledge. Tell us about the Judas contract. Is that not haven't I heard that that's actually a comic book storyline?
2: It is a comic book storyline. It's one of the more popular Teen Titans stories that happen.
0: I love when they pull off of pre existing material, you know, excellent source material. So I'm assuming this is a, a popular and well received storyline.
2: Totally. I'm looking it up right now because I actually never freaking heard of it. Oh.
0: <laughs> Um, so I have a feeling Roy, he's not with us of course, but I have a feeling that he's read it before. Probably knowing him. And Jess, are you familiar with the Judas contract? I'm not <laughs> All right, you know, I I think Shana Jess, you may not know this because you weren't with us on our initial uh, introduction uh, to the podcasting community, but Shana may remember, I have a past in uh, pastoral ministries, and of course, so when I hear the word Judas, it immediately takes me to, you know, the biblical character of Judas Iscariot, and so I'm wondering if there's any kind of correlation, because that's one of those names, you know, much like Scrooge and Hitler, that once upon a time was probably uh, a coveted name to have, but now it's, you know, it's been vilified Uh because of time and history and the, the events surrounding each of those individuals. But, yeah, I'm curious to know what the if there is any kind of correlation. So, Shana, have you found the uh, the information you were looking for?
2: Okay. So, The Judas Contract was originally a four-part storyline back in 1984. Wow. And it was okay. part of um, Tales of the Teen Titans, and then they eventually, of course, put it all together in an annual and such. And um, it introduces, of course, the Hive and apparently the Terminator.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Wait. I just saw this. Yes.
2: But um, it actually has Deathstroke's partner in crime as Tara. So in this movie, we don't know if Tara is friend or foe like we did back in the TV show, and so it seems kind of like the TV show took this into account. Like, that whole time Tara was gone, I think this was happening. Uh, well, there's this whole thing where, apparently in the... we don't know if it's going to pop up in the movie, but the Terminator and Tara actually have a sexual affair, so we'll see if they somehow include that.
0: That's right. Roy did reference that uh, the last time I was with you, I think a couple of weeks back. So yeah, that is interesting. So uh, it's uh, kind of an underage uh, situation. And and we talked about whether we would be comfortable if they portray that.
2: Oh, yeah. because The guy's middle-aged, and she's only 16 years old.
0: Okay, so she's 16. Okay, so see, it's funny. It's interesting. In our our current culture, that has become, uh, you know, Jessica expressed it well. It's become kind of the yikes, and yet when the when the material came out, um, because yes, I hate to admit it, but I am I am much older than the rest of our co-hosts, and uh, that would have been just slightly scandalous, slightly scandalous in comparison to today. So it's interesting how uh, more race can uh, you know go through these periods of flux and. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they've included that as part of the plot line. Now, I did get to just see it, uh, at least visually. I didn't get to hear any of it, but it looks fantastic. Uh, they're continuing that winning streak of solid animation, and and I'm assuming it looks the character designs for both Nightwing and Damien were um, identical you know, like to the character designs that we're seeing in the DC animated universe. So I'm assuming that they have been able to... Uh, Get the same voice actors to return and reprise those roles. So it, I love that. I've said it before. I love that, ex, that deepening sense of continuity because God knows when this is going to end. It'll be, it'll be fantastic to have a library of connected, interwoven DC stories, You know, maybe numbering up. If they come up with an average of two or three per year, and if they're able to carry the streak on, let's just say best case scenario for a good 10 years, Um, You know, we're talking about a possible, you know, 25 or 30 video releases. Um, So, um, yeah, that excites me as a DC fan to have quality entertainment like that, reflecting our our favorite characters.
1: I'm wondering if um, Deathstroke's appearance in this um, upcoming film has any sort of, you know, if they purposely put him in there, maybe so we would have that character in mind leading up to the Batman.
0: Yes. I really, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that decision. And that's genius for you to, to even bring that up. Yes. Because what it does is it exposes, um, you know, the fan base and then those who the, the growing fan base with the name of the character. And just, even though he may not be patterned exactly, Uh, In the same way, it'll give you enough familiarity where there's that name recognition and people will say, oh, hey, I've kind of heard of this guy. Yeah, I do want to see a live action iteration of the same character. So, yeah, that's. Yeah. Very astute observation.
2: I can totally see why they did that, because apparently in the story, Slade Wilson becomes the Terminator. And we all know Slade as Deathstroke. So they're kind of one in the same. So oh. I guess that's why they might have huh. finally decided to do this movie. Because it's like, hey, let's do this beforehand. And then we have the Batman coming out with Deathstroke.
0: Interesting. Okay, yeah. I like that. All right. Any other any other thoughts or observations, comments, expectations about the Judas contract?
1: Um, When does it come out?
2: We don't have a set date yet. We just know it's oh, okay. sometime this year.
1: Is it is it like a full length movie?
2: Yep, it's a full length animated DC movie, like The Killing Joke, and um,
1: oh, all right,
0: (laughs) cool, cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, and generally those end up being around seventy or seventy five minutes. So maybe not quite as long as a you know a live action film, but you know certainly more than an hour's worth of uh, solid entertainment.
1: Oh wait, did anyone mention that the Blue Beetle is in this? Ah,
2: yes, he is in it. Before the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's up with
2: that? Like, there's no mention of him in this story at all. So I'm like, what in the world is Blue Beetle doing in this?
0: So, yeah, you know what? Very similar. uh, Similarly to what Jessica was was mentioning earlier. um, That could suggest, in, in my humble opinion, that maybe they're wanting to exploit or mine the Blue Beetle, property a little more extensively in the future in some live action iteration so you know how what better way at least in their their thinking what better way to kind of expose him here he gets to be around some of the most popular and beloved DC characters and and continues um to become known by the fans so yeah that could be a suggestion of of something to come live action style and that would really give us something to talk about
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, There's also basically. been a lot of um mention of Blue Beetle with the upcoming Injustice 2 game. Okay. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, I did not know that either.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, no that game looks so cool, so I watch like all the videos and all oh. like the character announcements and everything. So, yeah, they they when they it was first announced that he was going to be in it, there was all these videos about um like the gameplay and like uh what he would look like and the different skins that he would have. So I don't know. It's just interesting to note that.
0: Blue Beetle is one of those characters that, like I've, I've mentioned before, I started just being a hardcore Batman fan, and that's really all I cared about. But my exposure to the different properties has given me a love or at least an appreciation uh, for the other mythologies, even though I may not know that much about them. And it was through Batman Brave and the Bold. I don't know if we have any fans of that Animated series here, but um, when I discovered that was one of the first ones, first uh, animated series that I discovered, and I was just totally enthralled with it. And it was interesting that various characters that they wove into the storyline to interact with Batman. And I really did. I, I'll, I'll guarantee you, there are going to be listeners who are who understand what I'm talking about. But that version of the Blue Beetle was. Uh, radically endearing, I thought, and the relationship that he had, even though most of it was being played for laughs, there was uh, a substance to the relationship, uh, the, the mentor-mentee kind of relationship between the Batman and Blue Beetle. And so that just kind of you know, gave me an appreciation for the character. So I am curious to see what DC and Warner Brothers does with him in the future.
2: Especially since he's not one of those well-known characters. I mean, people just kind of forget about him. He's not Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, Green Lantern. He's just Blue Beetle.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I may be showing my ignorance here, but I want to say that there's been several incarnations of him, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of similarly to like Green Lantern and the Flash, um, where there there have been other versions that were, you know, I guess either written out of existence or. Uh, they retired, or maybe were were killed, depending on the the version of the story that we're telling. And that, what's the name of the current Blue Beetle? the The teenager,
1: Jaime, like Jamie Reyes. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. how. No. Yeah, I, th-
0: I thought it is. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was Jamie, and, and but on the uh, on Brave Man, uh, Brave Man. That's good, Joe. Um, on um, Batman Brave and the Bold, um, they pronounced it Jaime. So I'm assuming that that's the correct pronunciation.
2: Jamie, I so guess talking about.
0: <laughs> you like Jamie better
2: huh? I like Jamie better
0: yeah because I think that the spelling would be the same on either of those alright well that, uh, that probably wraps it up uh, with what we know about the Judas contract and so we'll be looking for that and I'm sure we'll be returning to that discussion in the future and so now we can turn our attention to uh, definitely some news that excites me and I have a feeling it may excite everyone else but there um, has been an announcement That the Batman has a new director appointed. So, um, Jess, can you tell us a little bit about that news?
1: All right. So, last week's episode, we mentioned how Ben Affleck officially stepped down as director of the Batman. And, you know, everyone was freaking out like, oh, God, now like, this is going to get pushed back even further. They're going to take forever to figure out who's going to fill this this role. But now, they already have a replacement with Matt Reeves, is set to be director of the Batman. Okay, so Matt Reeves, um, just a little background on him. He was a director of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I believe, the latest one that came out. Um, He's done a lot of. Uh, he's no stranger to sci-fi, really. Um, mm-hmm. Done a lot of uh, sci-fi movies. So, what do we think about this choice of making Matt Reeves as a director? And um, do, do we think that's going to be like a positive thing, a negative thing? I mean, obviously they can they can um, start production mm-hmm. sooner than we thought. So. That's a good thing, but uh, what do you guys think of Matt Reeves as director of the Batman?
0: I let me jump in there because I have a feeling Shane is going to say something more intelligent and more substantive than I will. But I have to admit, I'm excited, <laughs> and that, that, that's because even though I don't know a lot about the director, I just found the information out. What I'm picking up on is people are initially thrilled, um, and so it's funny that you mentioned about you said Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, right?
1: Um, I think have- so. I uh, hold on. Let me double check that just to make sure. and well,
0: know that it's the reason I'm even asking is because I just had this conversation with my my gorgeous, super hot, very sweet girlfriend Benita just the other day. And she, she asked me, she said, Sark, have you seen any of the the recent planet of the apes movies? And when I told her, no, I just had not made time to, she said, you gotta be kidding me. We've got to watch them. I think you're going to really love them. So she knows me well. And if she thinks that I'm going to enjoy those movies, the fact that he's been involved with one of those releases excites me. And I love the fact that you just said that he has some experience, you know, with kind of the sci-fi elements. Um, and obviously fantasy would be in, uh, covered in that equation too. So um, yes, that, that gets me really pumped about the possibilities, and it does confirm something for me. I did not get to be with you all last week, and I really hated that because I wanted to weigh in not only on the discussion about Ben Affleck stepping down, but also hear your thoughts. But my, my feeling, my gut feeling was that um, even though there tends to almost be a, a sense of panic in the Batman fan community, when we hear little rumblings or announcements like this, I thought, no, I think we're not hearing everything. I, f- I feel like they're, they've got to, they've probably wanting, in wanting to stay on target with their release date, they've been taking care of some of these things behind the scenes. We're just now hearing about it. And I do think, yes, I agree with you. This, this makes it feel like they're, they're trying to hold to their, maybe things are not as shaky as, as some feared. So yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, Shayna, Shayna, what what are your thoughts and feelings?
2: Well, I had no idea who this guy was at all. I had to Google him <laughs> and look up things that he's done. And then I was immediately like, "No, please no. Oh god, no." I mean, this guy's directed Cloverfield Under Siege 2, and I'm like, as much as I liked Under Siege 2, I'm still like, no, these, these movies were flops, and we're going to have a floppy director. Oh, great. This is going to be nice.
0: Okay, see, yeah, I just don't know a lot about those films. So Cloverfield, that was something pretty recent, right?
1: It was made um, in... 2008. 2008. 2008. Oh, dang, I was off. Oh,
0: uh-huh. yeah, What am I thinking yeah. about then?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're thinking of there was 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's what it was. I mean.
0: That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, he was yes, the
1: executive you. producer of that movie, which I thought was really good. I really liked that movie, and I hadn't seen um, the original Cloverfield yet. so I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're they're related, but I'm not, like, 100% sure on that. But 10 Cloverfield yep. Lane I thought was really good.
2: And I've never been a Planet of the Apes fan. I've always been like, eh, I don't really like these movies. So I kind of have that going for me, too, where I'm like, oh, he directed those. Ew.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you feel like that has kind of colored your view of him because you don't like those properties?
2: Just a little bit. So I'm kind of like, well, I don't like any of these movies. So that means I don't like him as a
1: director.
0: Well, we're going to have to see if we can figure out what we like about him because I have a feeling that this is going to stick. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, time will tell. But, um, I, I am glad I did like the news that Ben Affleck was stepping down, not because I didn't think he was capable, but here is a guy who is becoming increasingly in demand. He is enjoying a, a successful season of his acting career. And, you know, God willing, that will continue for, for some time to come. Um, But I was concerned that maybe he was too much in demand and taking on a bit too much. And, you know, people are only human. At the end of the day, there's only so much creativity that they can give and they will exhaust themselves. And I would rather him assess the work ahead of him and say, you know what? I can't do both and do them well. Not right now. You know, maybe at a different time. But I need to see what it's like for you know to be involved in a straight-on Batman solo film. What are we going to do with this? Um, so, yeah, I was actually kind of glad to hear him assess that he may not need to do this. So, yeah, I, I was glad to, to hear of the decision because I want him to concentrate on giving us the best performance that he can. And if someone else can take over the director's helm, maybe he can do like a second or a third Batman standalone film. I'm hoping we get a trilogy. I keep saying that. I hope we get a trilogy out of <laughs> out of arrangement. I mean, agree. I agree.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's talking? Okay. But the poor guy just finished Live By Night, which was a really good movie. And if he was only working on the Batman solo film, I could understand if he was director, actor, whatever. But mm-hmm. he's working on like two or three other projects at the same time and it's like dude you can't do everything like you're not that great you're not god
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and hopefully he recognized that too and jessica i think you were going to weigh in on that too
1: yeah i was just going to say that i totally agree with um what you were saying sark um he ben affleck he's having a moment in Hollywood right now. Like he is very much in demand and um, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm going to star in this movie. I'm going to produce it. I'm going to write it and I'm going to direct it. Bam. It's going to be so great. And then um, it doesn't come out that good because he was, he had too much on his plate, but just like having all those titles that like, and it's another thing. To actually say and like admit, like, hey, maybe I can't do all this. I'm gonna respectfully bow out of director and really like focus on what's important, being Batman. So that shows to me that he's serious about this movie and really wants it to come out good, which is fine with me.
0: Yes, me too. Yes, I, I admit that none of that bothers me or. or you know it gives me uh fears for the future of any batman franchise involving him as as the lead character so yes i am in total agreement um any other any other thoughts or ideas i know uh, Shana, that you uh you had mentioned prior to the recording of the podcast you uh, mentioned something about joe Mangiello. how do you say it joe mangiello uh the-
2: Manganiello?
0: yeah Manganello. yeah that mang <laughs> <laughs> yes, manganese, manganello, yes, uh, cantaloupe. <laughs> I don't know. It, I'll get it right before the movie comes. So you heard some news involving him uh, in what, for preparation? Uh, yeah, he's
2: really working on his deathstroke. And apparently, while prepping for his role, he has supposedly read almost every single Deathstroke comic.
0: Oh, now that's awesome.
2: I'm like, that. that's pretty badass. I'm like, he's dedicated.
0: Yes, very dedicated, yes. And and he's got the, the kind of build that you would expect. At least I think of, you know, he, he kind of has that swagger, that cocky swagger that you would almost expect Deathstroke to have. So, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this pairing. And then, of course, uh, Affleck looks so buff and, and has his own kind of uh, confident swag uh, in Batman v Superman that i'm really looking forward to these two going up against one another
2: yeah it's pretty going to like be pretty exciting like i'm i didn't really know who he was all that much and then i did some research on him and i was like oh okay i know some of these roles and then like finding out he's reading all these comics just to prep for this i'm like that that's my kind of dude i'm like i like this guy
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where we are in this, this day and age. And I, I suspect it will only get better, but um, clearly the comic book industry and the, the long history of solid source material that is available is being looked upon the way it should be, as this is a source of phenomenal plot lines, characters, um, details uh, that can be. Mind and and utilized in some form or fashion in live action. Um, let We don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Certainly some of these things need to be adapted for the big screen. They may not translate perfectly. You may not be able to do a literal frame-by-frame frame retelling of a graphic novel or a comic book, but don't ignore the fact that there's so much rich material there. And so I I do love that. I love it when we hear of a an accomplished actor or actress um, jumping into the role and giving it everything they have to, to try to absorb um, what is out there. And so that it, it helps them build that character and, and create a memorable moment for all of us.
2: I know. I'm just jealous because I'm like, I want that kind of money to buy every single comic of
1: my favorite character.
0: <laughs> Maybe one day. You keep one at day. it. I, I believe you will.
1: And not only is he prepping for the character, also, I'm reading this um, article on IGN that says, and I quote, Manganello is particularly interested in learning from ancient Japanese scrolls that contain some of the most deadly techniques you can't teach to average people.
2: What? (laughs) That's crazy. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's (laughs) taking it to a whole new level.
2: Yep, I, I like this guy. I officially like this guy.
0: <laughs> all right, yeah, you've won us over, Joe. <laughs> well, all right. Any other any other uh, insight or uh, feedback regarding the Batman and uh, the director uh, Matt Reeves?
2: Nothing I can think of. Nope.
0: Well, I think that does it for the major news topics that we were going to cover today this is going to be a shorter podcast than normal and sometimes that's refreshing to have a, a shorter one just to kind of bring you up to speed on what's going on in the the world of d c <laughs> film and related news so one item that we were we had proposed talking about but none of us have seen it yet the Lego Batman movie Lego Batman was released I think a couple of days ago oh, and so night. um Last night! Last, Last night, okay. Night. <laughs> Last night. So, yeah, I didn't get to see it on opening night, but I am going tonight. Uh, Benita and I are, are headed. We have our matching Lego Batman t-shirts, and we are ready to roll. Can't wait. I, I feel like that is the most romantic Valentine's Day weekend movie that we could possibly see.
2: I'm glad somebody shared <laughs> my like thoughts on that.
0: <laughs> uh so um we'll have to we'll have to bring that to the table uh, either of you planning on seeing it anytime soon
1: yeah definitely i've ever since I saw the preview for the first time, I was like, oh my god, I have to see this it it looks so like it's just it's 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 refreshing to have this kind of movie because it's not like you don't have to think so hard about it. it's just plain fun
0: yes, yes, plain fun, I can't wait to have that plain fun my son he is uh he will be thirty in a few months. I can't believe that, you know. And yes, I was young when when I started. I think I was like nine. Um, so uh, he he reviews films on the side uh, for public, online publications. He's been doing this for a number of years, and he can be a pretty tough critic. You know, um, he's not harsh, but he can be a pretty tough critic to please. And uh, he phoned me about a week ago and had seen a preview screening, and he said, "Dad, Lego Batman." I saw it. I said, oh, wow. What'd you think? He said, you're going to love it. It is so good. And for him to say that, and, and I know, I know how hard it is to please him. Um, he has pretty high standards. And so, yeah, that just made me so pumped. So yeah, we'll have to, to weigh in when, once we've all had a chance to see it. All right.
2: Interesting. Cause I can't say too much, but there is a friend of mine who lives in Denmark I think is where the Lego headquarters is. Mm. And he works for Lego and helped with the movie and designing the things in it.
0: Oh, what a cool job they yeah. have, huh?
2: That's really cool. I, know. I was so jealous. <laughs> I was like, "That's yeah. not fair." <laughs> like you have every kid's dream job, building Legos.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, but we'll have to say- have.
2: It was a lot of production hours and like they wanted it to be perfect. And he said it turned out really great.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, that just gets me more excited to see it. All right. uh, So I guess that wraps it up for this week's DC Films podcast. Um, You can interact with all of us on social media. Um, We have our own individual Twitter accounts and we would love for you to reach out to us. Uh, My name is Sark again, and you can find me under the crazy title of a uh, Twitter handle of holy bat pastor at holy bat pastor is literally how you can find me. And Jess, what about you?
1: I'm on Twitter at res
0: That's really clever. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. And, and Shana, I've always wanted to say to you, I think that's really, really smooth. And Shana, how, how can people find you?
2: Uh, I am on Twitter um, at Joker Girl, but it doesn't have an I, so it's just GRL. And you can also find a ton of articles that I write every week at DCcomicsnews.com.
0: Awesome. Excellent. And uh and for the record, do we do, do any of us remember how we can find Roy? He's got an unusual Twitter handle. Uh,
2: oh,
1: it is at Roy underscore. DCN. Is it DCN underscore Roy or Roy underscore DCN? Uh, oh, let
0: me look it up. <laughs> it's one of the two. you yeah, okay. younger than I did.
1: It's DCN underscore Roy.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah, someone wins the prize. All yeah. right. Uh, so yes, that about wraps. Is- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can also so that- find um, the Twitter for our podcast, on um at dc films podcast, on Twitter, and also uh, d c Films podcast on Facebook, you can go like our page and stay up to date on all our episodes.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Jess. Okay, I guess that about wraps it up. Um, we look forward to speaking with all of you to, again in the near future, and uh, we ask that you weigh in. We'd like to hear from you. Let us know what you think, and let us know what you like. So until the next time that we join you, Bye from DC Films Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.